Welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and I'm super excited to announce we've got Jack Wheeler, who freshly just became a man. Yeah. 21 years old. That's why I paused on the intro. I was going to say that first, and I was like, well, I'll say the name first. I was like, does he want me to say my name? (laughs) (laughs) Just confusing the shit out of you. We were just talking about... uh, how different things are of different value in different countries. And there's a, a Vice documentary about selling guns in Mexico because guns are worth a lot more money to the cartel Whoa. than they are just, like, from a regular store. Right. So by hundreds of dollars per gun, right? Does Mexico have more strict gun laws? Uh, they just don't have gun manufacturing in the same, oh, right. in the same capacity that America does, the same quality – like, right. American-made firearms like Colt and stuff like that are, like, world-renowned, you know? Right. So if you oh, right. just bought guns at a store in California and then sold them in Tijuana, then they're worth a lot more money just by driving, like, three hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they did this Vice documentary about how they were, like, following the gun trade in Mexico of American guns because they found all these guns that the police department was selling to the cartels like they would catch somebody with a legal gun or a confiscated gun in an investigation or murder or robbery or anything like that and then they would get stolen out of evidence all the time and then eventually they found tons of these guns showing up in mexico so it was like there's obviously a bad cop in the department that would just steal a shit ton of illegal guns go sell them to the cartels and they get used in new crimes but in a different country yeah. <laughs> like so then when someone gets caught that like snuck back into america with a gun that was already used for a murder and they're like what's what the fuck's going on here i thought this gun was at the police department <laughs> like, but it is always like i don't know if i'll ever work a job with a product where i don't go I could, I could flip these for more than I'm making here. You know what I, mean? like, <laughs> yeah. I was stocking beer at the concessions at Boise State, and I was like, I think these would go for a lot more in the dorms. These yeah. Ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just taking them home. I, my uh, oldest sister, she was dating a guy when she was in college that worked at a beer, like, uh, he was uh, a forklift operator at a beer warehouse. Oh, yeah. I think it was like Miller Lite or some shit like that, or probably just Miller, I don't know. But he ended up bringing home, like, hundreds of cases of Miller Lite. I don't know if he was getting a deal on them or just straight up stealing them or what. But yeah. I went over to her apartment before, and she had a couch like that. But it was just made out of beer cases, <laughs> like, up against the wall. Like, yeah, a yeah. big tower of beer cases. Like, one of those just selling them. they set up as the Super Bowl at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, exactly actually. like that, yeah. That's He's awesome. just selling them for fucking five bucks to his homies whenever they come over, you know. It is fun when people get a, an amount of something where you're like, this is definitely a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. I remember... You're like, why do you have hundreds of this? When, when I graduated high school, my friend had, like, about a hundred of those, like, primetime cigars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where, the, where did these come from? We had a great summer. You know, like, oh, we yeah. were just, like, going to the golf course just to, just to be, like, just living to hit like some king. Prime yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it's the most random. You probably like, stole a whole case from the gas station yeah, or something. Or, I don't, or something I don't, honestly, would be more disappointed 
I like. I would rather he have stolen than like got a hundred dollars for graduation and been like fucking yeah, prime cherries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get seventy five of those prime times. Yeah, bar mitzvah money or whatever. Buy single cigarillos. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that is like a, definitely a kid move though. I remember yeah. when I was like getting people to buy cigarettes for me when I was underage, uh-huh. and this is before they switched it from eighteen to twenty one. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, that's the only time I could think of, like, after I was of age, I was never smoking, like, vanilla cigarettes or, like, fucking, I mean, yeah. we'd always get these, uh, they had these metal tin camels that were, like, camel twists, and they came with, like, different fruit flavors, like tangerine yeah. or, like, strawberry pineapple and shit, and it'd have, like, a little metal tin. I'd always try to get those because yeah. you know you give somebody ten dollars when you're fucking ten years old to get you cigarettes. It doesn't matter if you're getting Paul Malls or like Top Shelf. You're still yeah. <laughs> they're not giving you any money back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting they came after vapes for having fruity flavors because vanilla cherries. Yeah, those. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, California banned all of that altogether. Vapes, oh, cigarettes. Uh, Blunt wraps, anything that has flavoring, Whoa. menthol cigarettes—that's illegal there. That's oh, what? Yeah. Then it's like a pharmaceutical. Does that make sense? Well, you can only like have natural just... flavored tobacco. Oh yeah, I guess I forget that there's a natural flavor to that. Because the kids, yeah. so they think like if you smoke like Camel filters, kids don't care about that. But if you smoke Camel menthols, it's minty. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's wild to me, dude. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, if they had vape, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes. I got probably a record for minor and possession of tobacco tickets when I was a kid. Oh, like wow. all different schools and shit. Cause I was smoking like whenever I could, you know, not yeah. just lunch break. I'd try to do it between the classes, run out real quick. You got seven minute passing period. Try to smoke a Bernie for fucking. Three minutes. I would be. I get caught all the time. Uh, there's so many things that I would never go. Just hold on, I gotta write a ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? There I would go. never. Hey, that kid looks seven. That's illegal. Yeah, I would never be like, gotcha. Let me get my pen out. Like, what yeah. is that? In I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, and a lot of times you feel like you'll just get away with it because they just like they're not gonna ID you, just seeing you smoking. Or yeah. Whatever. But I feel like now that never happens to kids. They got vapes. You get away with oh, that yeah. way easier. You know, yeah. it doesn't even stink. They like, almost build those vapes for magic tricks. Like, they're, like, meant to go in your sleeve and disappear and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is a... They should start advertising it as, like, hide it from your teacher. Like, yeah, well, like, getting caught with, like, a weed vape, like, come on, dude, that's all your fault. Those things are so small. If you got caught with yeah. that, that's all your fault. When I was in middle school, I got caught. I was, like, smoking a cigarette behind this shed, and it was me and my buddy and these two girls... And when they pat us down, <laughs> this girl had, like, a Sherlock bubbler, so it was probably this fat, you oh, know, yeah. like, you know, the Sherlock-style pipe? Yeah. But it's a bubbler, so it has to hold the water in the bottom. <laughs> so it's, like, it like probably this big ass. in her pocket, you know what I mean? A big-ass <laughs> thing. She's got the weed, lighter. That's just to smoke weed. Then I've got the cigarettes, the, all yeah. that shit, you know what I mean? You can just have two little vapes, throw that yeah. shit over the fence, you're good to go. I was pretty shocked because they hadn't busted it out yet. By the time we got busted, we just barely lit up these cigarettes. 
and then the vice principal comes around the corner and then the SRO comes around the corner and we're like, oh fuck. And I'm like trying to ditch the cigarettes and then they're like freaking out and I'm like, well, why would they care? Like, I don't want to have anything. Yeah. Boom. Found out they had this big ass <laughs> bubbler. There's eighth grade. A weird extreme <laughs> getting caught doing shit when you're a kid where like the kid who panics the most and like takes off probably gets away. Yeah. And the kid who is like, yeah, I was fucking smoking weed. What he also gets away with it somehow. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But Someone everyone in like between really it's real dicey. Yeah. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> well I remember like uh there's always those instances when you're a kid where like you get well I guess it's not always for everybody. You know how everyone's always in constant contact with the cops? <laughs> No, I was going to say, mine's <laughs> like ding-dong ditching shit, but yeah. that was like my wild But that's one of those instances, days. you know, when the cops do get involved, like ding-dong ditching, oh, yeah. they pretty much just are like, well, I'm going to call your parents, and then that's the end of yeah. it. You know what I mean? There's always those situations. My dad would freak out when I got home, but okay. he hates the cops so much that he would always try to be like on my side or like help me try to get away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they would first call, he'd be like, oh, what do you mean? He's not supposed to be swimming in the pool at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, doesn't his friend live there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he'd roll it. That's awesome. Yeah. I had, uh, there, I'm not going to say his name. Maybe I should. Fuck him. No, I'm not. There was a kid who I had it locked and loaded in my brain. I was like, if I get mm. in trouble, I'm going to say this kid's name. And oh, then eventually, okay. my mom knew his mom, and I had her phone number, too. Oh, okay. So I was, I was like, I have a fake name and, a, like, this kid's mom, and this kid's gonna be fucked over one of these days if I get in trouble. And then, like, of course, I didn't get in trouble. But what again, if they but... say she's gonna come pick you up? Or they gotta talk then to her? Then I fuck this kid's mom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets there and she's like, Jack, what is this all about? I've been meaning to tell you something, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know why the mom's name's Bobby. I like that. That's a real, like, like southern, like, now I'm picturing her with a mullet. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, she's still wearing an apron when she picks you up. Yeah. Like where this is going. <laughs> we started out fucking uh, talking about how you just turned 21, yeah. right? I was pretty impressed yesterday, 21st birthday, you're at the bar doing comedy. I mean, granted, it's like a brewery, it's not like some crazy bar or anything, really? but you didn't even drink as much drinks as were like bought for you. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> You're like, uh, I appreciate the sentiment, guys, but I've had my glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, ha- oh, dude, I felt like, I don't know, I get so worried that I'm going to just, like, start running my mouth. Because I feel like weed makes me go, like, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. Like, it's like a curiosity. Yeah. Alcohol, there's, like, a fuck it about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. crazy keep confidence. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, all right. And I did, like, I drank, I was like, I drank like half my glass of wine, and I was like, I probably shouldn't do drink anymore before I get on stage. Yeah. And then I got off, and I was like, ah, oh, man. There's also a weird thing I feel like when I drink, where like, I very much recognize the peak, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Or like, as, and as soon as I do, it's like, oh shit, there it goes. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you can keep going, but you already have. Yeah. Whatever, like. You're like, it's not gonna get any more enjoyable than. Yeah, yeah. Because I do love the, like, it's pretty fucking chugga smart. chugga up yeah. of it. You know what I mean? But I yeah. I almost, like, try to avoid, like, recognizing it. But, like, there's always a part where I'm like, this is about as good as it's going to get tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then, then after that, it's like, ah, oh, 
What am I doing? I don't know. Hey, like, that's pretty fucking smart. A lot of people at 21 wouldn't be like, couple more drinks, I could probably do it, but it's not going to be any more fun than this. It's all just going to be downhill from here. Because, <laughs> like, I had gone into it with, like, a, like, it's going to be a long night. I'm just going to, like, get in someone else's car, head to the lead part, and then, like, yeah, that hit, like, I think once, that this has happened a lot of times, where, like, once I, like, was a little drunk, and I was like, oh, I got to think about my material and what I'm going to do tonight, and then I was mm-hmm. like... Then it, like, instantly became too practical, and I was like, well, it's it's over. Like, Yeah. But it, it felt weird, because I was ready to, like, go hard to last night, but then I was like, oh, this is about all it's going to be fun. Like, felt like a pitcher who gets pulled in the first inning. I was like, oh, sorry, guys. No, that's probably, I mean, yeah. like I said, that's smart, but that's also probably going to benefit you a lot, as, like, most people in their early 20s, they're fucking hitting the bars every night, yeah. that kind of thing. And it's like, if you're setting limits for yourself already on your birthday and shit like that, it's like, I don't see you going to the bars, like, more yeah. nights than you don't. And I right. remember, like, when I was in my early 20s, it was like, not more nights than you don't. It was every night. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't at a bar. I was at, like, a house party. I'm, you're in college. I'm sure right. almost everyone yeah. you hang with is, like, constantly drinking, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't grow up around, like, tons of alcohol but i did have a friend who like senior year got a dui Mm. and he was like like to like put it in like coming of age movie terms like we would have conversations about like i'm gonna move to another city and like pursue a thing and then he got a dui and now it's like he's just like kind of stuck there he's just doing the same exact shit yeah (laughs) that was like the end of his story yeah so i'm always like i mean it can uh, fuck you up because then you get like probation you gotta pay a bunch of money like yeah, and I always, like, I don't know. I don't know. what well, you you moved around a lot growing up, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. there was, like, there's definitely, like, a weird feeling to me about doing, like, drug. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel, like, cool doing in Boise away from home because it's, like, I'm out doing an adventure. I'm pursuing a thing. Yeah. That, like, when I, like, when kids drink in my hometown, it's, like, it, it has a more depressing tone to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's small town. Where where it's, like, like, yeah. Oh, this is what everyone's doing here. Yeah. And then you kind of see your friends, like, falling into, like, hey, that's exactly... Yeah, they turn into their just dad. Like your dad. The yeah. of two years, and you're like, well, you're used to... And, like, you know, good for them, like, this... But, like, I was... I'm always, like, really, like, spooked by that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, you've always kind of, like, had, like, an ambition thing about you where you want to, like, do different things and, like, yeah. not get, like, trapped into, like... I'm sure that's why you started pursuing stand-up and do, like, went to college and stuff, yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to pursue something in my hometown, you know, or, like, take yeah. a job or whatever. It's because you have an ambition that I feel like a lot of people who are ambitious also have, like, a fear of that being stifled in the back right. of their mind where they're like, I'm not going to let some shit get in the way of this. Yeah. Like, I've seen the pitfalls of this and that, you know. Yeah, and there's a weird, like, balance, because I also, like, admire some people who are doing things that I'm not that it's like oh but you're able to like enjoy and connect with people on a different level mm-hmm. you know what I mean whereas I'm always like I don't want to get stuck there or there you know yeah. what I mean and then you're just in a like <clears throat> well everything has it's like benefits and mm-hmm. negatives to it you know what I mean yeah but I could I could see how uh like I've, I've moved around a lot like you were saying and I've lived in some small towns and I could see how like 
150 years ago the exact same shit was happening in that town that's going to be happening in 150 yeah. years like for 300 years is the same shit you know it's like yeah oh it's the weekend we're going to go to the one restaurant in the town yeah <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, uh, that, yeah i don't know why and part of me like w- w- wishes i could enjoy that you know what yeah. i mean because it is like simple and like yeah. there's a cool thing about it but I don't know. There's a like I don't know. Boise's starting to get this way for me. Where it's like, okay, like it definitely. There's only so much. Yeah. There's only so much here. I don't know. It's a. It's I I went back this weekend though and talked to a bunch of friends about like what they're doing and it's like, okay, everyone's definitely like just anxious about it. Like they're not (laughs) like you know what I mean. Like even the kids that are like. Locked in, getting a good, like have like jobs set up for when they graduate college. They like, think they have like a good game plan. Yeah, they're panicking about like it's too fast that I figured it out. I'm, I didn't get to see anything, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's there's no right way to do that. Yeah, you know, like the whole idea that you're gonna get everything figured out within like a few years, like in the the yeah. period it takes to like graduate college or you know right. A f- a short period of time that you're going to decide like everything that you want to do for the rest of your life and get trained for is a ridiculous concept to me. You know? Yeah. That's the other thing too, is like, I, I have a lot of friends that like, well, it's like East Idaho, right? So everyone's getting married at like 21 or whatever. Yeah. So like, they're like, I got to figure it out soon. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. hopefully this, like this gas station this, job ain't cutting it. No yeah. more. I gotta buy baby formula. All this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, got it like on a 20 year scale where i'm like if i get to the point i want to be in 20 years that's great yeah. i don't know you ever seen it's a wonderful life yeah that movie always trips me the fuck out because like it's supposed to be at the end like oh he did have an impact mm-hmm. but i still am at the end going he didn't get to see the world still <laughs> yeah you know all of his stuff that he wanted yeah, yeah like because yeah. it's like he saved his life, and his brother was able to go to war because of it, and blah, and it's like, yeah, he still didn't that's do not shit. Him and his like, life. his yeah. experience is still the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. I At some point, I'm going to have to get, get to the point where I, like, appreciate whatever, but I feel like Settle that's when I'm something. old. Yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know if you ne- ever necessarily have to, like, settle into something either, though, you know? Not settle into, like, something, but... Just like, be comfortable with something, uh, and appreciate what the what each little thing means instead uh, of focusing on like the next. Always the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think I'm an ambitious person like that, and uh-huh. I always like to have a lot of like projects and shit going on, and like I'm always trying to learn new things and like get new skills and. Yeah, I feel like that only like stops if you want it to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can you can keep that going sure. as long as you want. Yeah. Some people like let different things get in their way with yeah. that, but there's also like a if that's something that you know like keeps you happy is that you always have to have something that you're getting better at and that you're learning and spending yeah. time on, then you just got to live your life with that right. <clears throat> in the top 5 with everything else where you're like, "Hey, I love you guys, but yeah. I also, if I don't do something, like, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a tricky, like, uh, 
planning ahead, like, when people talk about having a five-year plan, like, I'm mm. always impressed with myself if I can think of something six months ahead and then, like, follow through. Yeah. And when people start talking, like, five-year plan, I'm like, what the, like, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess I've never, I wonder if anyone's, I, there's, if there's any examples of people that are like, hey, this was it, and, like, I'm, it never goes exact for sure that never happens, but, like. I never see a checkup. It's always like a, I came up with a five-year plan. Yeah. You know I mean? Never executed the five-year plan, yeah. at least in the way they said they are going to. Yeah. I feel like the only way you can plan stuff out like that far in advance, like it's good to have long-term goals. For sure. I feel like that's different. But to like plan stuff out in like a five-year plan, ten-year plan type of way, yeah. the only way that that's going to work out according to your plan, like with all the variables that happens in five years, uh-huh. is if you live like the most boring straight arrow life that you could yeah. where you cut down as much variables as you possibly could you know what i mean like say you had a five-year yeah. plan where you're like i'm gonna move to tahiti in five years so i have to save the exact amount that i spend every month no matter what and then yeah. it's going well for the first three months and then like the transmission goes out on your car now you gotta spend another right. like two grand but you're steady keeping up with that goal no matter what so now you get a night job you make an extra two grand yeah. just to like save up for TED like that's the only way that's working out is if you put that goal like above everything else like above sleeping yeah. above you know well, like, there's like weird things about like how do you keep your like I at one point I was like I'm gonna write like 10 minutes a month I was like that's pretty doable yeah but then, well like, that's a good goal too it is but then like it was it, it like the way it happens for me a lot of times I'll write like 20 minutes in a month and then mm. nothing for another you know what I mean yeah. like it's a weird well cause you can't really control that as much you know you can control the yeah. effort into it but what you ultimately get out of it is like right. sure you can write 30 minutes but if all this fucking shit yeah. and like it doesn't matter if it was in one month or in three months <laughs> you know yeah. it's still you're not gonna keep those jokes yeah I don't know it's I'm excited to have a new Mulaney special because I can always, like, timing, I'm always able to, like, just, like, listen and, like, okay, I can write something in that, like... In the cadence. And Mulaney like, has new ones every time. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, this last year, yeah, this year now, I was, like, on Gerard Carmichael's timing. I was like, oh, that's... It's different than, like... Because I feel like when like at our stage where you're just trying to stand out amongst open micers mm-hmm. there's a rhythm that you've heard on tiktok and you've heard on the last five ten comedians yeah it's like that alone can be enough to make you stand out you know what I oh mean? yeah definitely yeah you can, I one, you can tell like stuff that's timing like, wise when yeah. somebody's got a bit polished and like figured out yeah versus like We'll see if this is funny, guys. You yeah. know what I mean? And that can show experience in an easy way, too. Like yeah. Just by listening to, like, one bit from somebody. Yeah. You can tell if they know, like, where they're going with it, where the yeah. laughs are going to hit, when they should pause, like, all of that, you know. Yeah. Like, if there's any type of, like, build-up momentum where you change the speed of your words, you yeah. know. It's like. I've always loved Chris Foster's uh, "Why Are You Being a Bitch" joke. Yeah, and I realized the other day I don't even know the premise. I just know the timing and the voice of the punchline. Yeah, you know what I mean. Works, like, yeah. And I was like, 
I don't know. I'm. It's. You're like, fun. if only that whole story was in that cadence. <laughs> it is like, uh, I don't know. There's always like, I forget who used this, where I heard this first, but there's like different knobs where I go, like, I can play with voice, I can play with timing, I can play with actual material, I guess. I don't mm. know, what, you know what I mean? Like the length yeah. of it. Like, I don't know. It's fun to jump in and out of those. Because I'm very rarely stuck in all three or whatever, however many there are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm having a blast. Just yeah, that's true. Like, if you can't, if you're having a hard time coming up with new material, like writing-wise, you're having, like, writer's block type thing. Yeah. It's, you're not blocked in the other areas, so you can always be yeah. still hitting mics, polishing up your other stuff, working on timing or act-outs or, like, yeah. you know, any multitude of things to, like, get your act better as yeah. opposed to only, like, relying yeah. on only new jokes you know what i mean there's so many different aspects of it yeah. to get it better you know who rory scoville is yeah oh yeah have you seen his like he did like six nights at a club all improvised i don't he think i don't think i saw like that an hour 20 it's like half documentary about this club it's all crowd work though and it's all improvised a little oh, bit okay. of crowd work just a little bit of this but you just see him go into a southern accent because he just was like i need a little extra <laughs> Extra mustard on this <laughs> one, like. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out all the stops. Y'all hear me? <laughs> that, uh, I think it's called Living Without Fear or something. It's so interesting to watch him, like, be like, what other tricks do I got? Because yeah. I don't have, like, the. And it is interesting, too, when you have a joke that's worked for a long time and you just go, like, you stop performing it. You just go, like, the, the words are enough. You know what I mean? I don't need to put no spin on it. Like,. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't like doing that, but it's interesting that you can see it happen to you mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, well, and in some bits, you kind of realize that over the course of doing them and, like, polishing them up yeah. is that you're like, I don't really need a whole lot with this, you know? Just, like, it's yeah. kind of written in a simplistic way that is going to hit. Like, yeah. I, could, I could do it this way and, like, put the extra mustard on it and, like, it might add a little... But it gets almost the same from the same thing. There's some bits that, like, you're not getting anything out of it unless you add all the tricks. (laughs) I feel like we have uh, a lot of the newer people, which by that I mean just barely newer than me. Like, the whole wave that came in right around us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doing it for, like, around a year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of deadpan delivery stuff and i was never into that but i'm starting to like watch them kill enough that i'm like oh okay oh yeah and especially some of the stuff i like most i feel my stuff i feel like is a lot of like up and down voicey stuff mm-hmm. that like when i can th- i'm starting to like come up with one-liners randomly and i'm like those deadpan in between really up and down stuff is just the change up is so fun right now yeah i'm like I, I don't know, I've always kind of been a fan of that. Like, I'm a fan of all different kinds of comedy yeah. and stuff, but I've always kind of liked the deadpan thing. Yeah. But there's some local comics who fucking crush with that style. Like, Parker Cron, yeah. dude, is so funny. Yeah. He comes up with funny-ass one-liners. Yeah. And then regardless of, like, whether it's a one-liner or a story, he's just the same deadpan, like, all throughout it. Yeah. And I've seen him crush crowds, dude, and not, like, walk the stage at all, not, like, you know, like, So... Like comfortable, like I still don't really let it get silent very long. Yeah. He'll open on ten seconds of silence where I'm like, 
Oh. That's a skill, man. And he's fuck. And that nobody gets nervous. Yeah. If it, if I get if it gets quiet when I'm on stage, I get nervous and they can tell and they get mm. nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you, it's getting weird. They're like, you're playing it to be quiet right there. Yeah. 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 Forgetting your material. That's something I feel That's like we gather with experience too, though. Is like getting yeah. more comfortable with like taking longer to get through bits. Yeah. Having like silence and pauses like built into a set where you're like i don't need to do joke 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 all throughout the whole thing i can do that for like two three minutes right do a longer setup because they already know i'm funny from the joke right. joke, joke, joke joke yeah then i can get more out of this big punch because i was able to do a longer setup yeah and it's like if you say you did that same thing and it was written the exact same way but you opened with that long setup yeah. People give up on you before they ever get to the punchline. They're like, what the, For what the fuck's this guy talking about, you know? Yeah. You can build that trust with them at first, give them three, four, five laughs, and yeah. then go, you know, so I want to tell you guys this little story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might, it might take me two minutes to get there. It's got big laughs in it. Yeah. But the only way they'll listen through that part is if you got them a couple times beforehand. Yeah. There's a SNL monologue when Dave Chappelle hosted, and what he, like, Straight up, just bombed a joke. A recent one? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I the punchline is like, he compares something and he goes, he uses the Trump line, like, the way I see it, there's bad people on both sides instead of good people, <laughs> yeah. and it falls so flat. And then he goes, I don't know, I'm just trying them out. And you can tell everyone was like, did we just watch Chappelle bomb? Like, that killed because it was like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Like, because yeah. like you're in. The fucking, it's like a glitch in the system to oh, see yeah. Chappelle bomb at Saturday Night Live. You're like, the greatest writers in the world, the greatest comedian, and just meh. Like, well, not every joke hits, the only I That's know. the best thing about comedy. That's my favorite. Like, I love watching that video. You have like, to have the audience to like know for sure. So yeah. like, he thought that was funny, obviously. <laughs> yeah. They did it, and then he just realizes it right then. This is the fucking funniest shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm starting to get more to the point where I can just play around with there, and it's fun. Yeah, well, I feel like any time you have a situation like that, and you can comment on it, like, off the cuff right away, yeah. it's funny even if what you say isn't that funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it gets that extra, like, rebound laugh, because yeah. they're already geared up from your cadence to laugh, and they're like, that shit ain't funny. Yeah. And then you say something else, like, okay, like, yeah. you can get a cheap laugh off of it. Like, I did that, uh, <clears throat> remember on a Saturday open mic, when it was, like, all college kids in there, it was, like, a fraternity and a sorority, oh, okay. yeah. like, 20, it was recently, there's, like, fucking 30 college kids in there. Okay. But I had a, a similar thing where I'm like setting up this bit that I do, and then it was like, no one laughed at the first punchline to it, and it's yeah. like, oh, there's a shit ton of tags, and then there's like a main punch to it or whatever. But the very first punch in the premise, I get no laughs to it. It's like about science or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I didn't figure you guys were big science crowd. Yeah. And then like all the girls laugh and all the guys were silent. I'm like, that's way funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like only because I was like making fun of them. That's <clears> like, <throat> I think that's the one thing I struggle with to do deadpan stuff on my in my own comedy is that moment isn't as big. Like when you really commit to like a delivery in a voice or a whatever timing or whatever the fuck, 
A voice is the wildest commit, dude. <laughs> I don't know how long you're in there already, dude. <laughs> I'll do like a emotion voice. You know what I mean? I'll do like I'll I'll say this scared yeah. or nervous I'm scared. or something. I'm sad. Yeah, but you're not like impersonation a no. character. And you know, I do. I you know. like have a southern accent joke that like oh, there's nights where like. I'll like I'll either end the joke here or I'll do the southern accent part. I've only done the southern <laughs> accent part like five times. Like, Ian has an Italian accent joke like that. <laughs> like I've heard him like a few times do the Italian accent, and most of the time he's like, "All right, guys, like I'm not doing it." Dude, that's. Uh, I think that's why I like Ian's comedy so much is because there's a lot of commitments like that. Mm-hmm. Where if it doesn't go well, he's like, "All right, I mean, I did my thing. Fuck you guys." Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You didn't have to laugh at it. Like, whatever. Yeah. I did a, a Trump impersonation uh, accent, yeah. whatever you want to call it, at uh, Comic of the Year. It was the first time oh. I ever tried it, too. You just ran a new one out? Well, I had made, like, a joke about it, and then I practiced oh, it a yeah. little bit, you know, but just, like, only to me. Like, oh, I think yeah. I could do his voice a little bit, you know? And I was like, fuck it, I'll try it out at the end of the, this set, you know? Because yeah. it's like a competition, and it's, there's like the voting thing or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, I'll do the fucking... It's funny, I think some people, like, the Trump voice has become an impression of impressions at this point. That's a, actually, it's easier like, to learn from listening to someone do right. an impression than listening to him. Yeah, and, like, I th- and I think, like, the people who are laughing at Trump impressions haven't watched him that much. (laughs) 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 Only watching the impressions and skits and shit. I can't remember the last time I like heard Donald Trump's voice. Well he's been pretty deplatformed, I feel like Yeah. (laughs) Haven't been showing him on Um, He's back on he posted like a UFC edit on Instagram the other day. Of him like walking into the fights and it was like Oh Donald Trump walked (laughs) into the fights? Oh yeah. The dude is This was right after he came out those uh, trading card things, digital trading cards or NFTs or whatever. It was like right after that, and I don't know if you watched that speech that he gave, like the commercial for those or whatever. (laughs) But so that was part of the thing, is because he's like, at one point in the thing, he's like, uh, greatest president ever, greater than Washington, better than Lincoln. (laughs) So I put that in the joke, you know, because it's like recent too. I was like, greatest comedian ever. (laughs) Do his followers not find that a little wild? Well, he... Because, like, there's athletes I like like, (laughs) who if they were like, I'm better than Jordan, I'd be like, hey, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't... Yeah, most people. But I mean, I get. I think he gets who his fans are, though, yeah. because that I don't know if you saw the trading cards that that ad was for, but it's like him as Superman, him on Ra- Mount Rushmore. <laughs> like, fucking, it is cool that he's just most, selling himself. Yeah, now. like, like he ridiculous shit. Like. He doesn't really have. Like it's nothing. Nothing is really about his ideas anymore. Yeah, like oh, 2016, yeah. that race had like build a wall healthcare shit there was like politics some politics in there now it's now just, it's just like me <laughs> yeah. motherfucker the guy remember like yeah oh yeah <laughs> i did a bit on stage last night i was like what kind of album would trump make and tyson was like mumble rap i was like yeah that's perfect like all yeah. confidence no or i could see him doing the hip hop 
Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. a, little, a little southern rap, country boy, hip-hop mix. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. That is... Oh, man. That's a fun, like... He did... He pardoned a few rappers. He pardoned fucking... Is that uh, Rocky? And uh, Lil Wayne had a gun charge that he... Oh, uh, damn. He let him off on. You ever seen that Lil Wayne deposition? Uh, I've seen a lot of Lil Wayne interviews. I'm trying to think. Is it the one where he's just like dogging the police the whole time? Yeah, yeah. yeah at I've one point, he like too. vaguely threatens the lawyer or something. Yeah. Like, you know, he can't save you in the real world. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the lawyer is like, hey, are we going to let him say that <laughs> shit to me? And everyone's like, I don't, I'm not going to stand up for you. And he was like, was that a threat? And Lil Wayne's like, I don't have to elaborate. That shit's <laughs> nutty. It's crazy as shit. <laughs> well, I remember because, like, Lil Wayne's one of my favorite rappers. Obviously, yeah. he's, like, one of the goats, right? I think I talked about this last time, too. We maybe. Yeah. Lil Wayne. But for, like, for my, like, age range, too, like, the fucking Carter, the Carter 2, oh. Carter 3, like, he came out with three mixtapes all in the same, like, that period was, like, when I was, like, going from middle school and then all through high school. You know, yeah. like, No Ceilings mixtape came out, I think, when I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, at that point, people were mentioning in their songs, like Jay-Z says in a song, you know, like, oh, I might send this to the mixtape, Wheezy. Because yeah. you had to comment that, like, I'm making a good song, but this guy could make a better song out of my beat. Just, yeah. like, on his tour bus on the way to a show, you know? Yeah. Because for a minute, he's coming out like, 50 songs a year. They're all smashing. The casualness know? in which he is, like, dog-walked the game for years. Is, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and then you recently also said something about being a Drake fan. Like, you're making yeah. it's part of a bit you're working on, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. We're not going to give away the bit, but I vividly remember, like, the whole... Lil Wayne telling everyone that Drake's going to take over the music yeah. industry and he's going to give him the keys and everything. And then he slowly stopped making music at the level that he was making it yeah. at. And then Drake just started building and building and building to where now he's like yeah. the greatest as far as like sales go. Nobody's touching right. that shit. You know? And I would say that Lil Wayne is still putting out uh, quality of music. Oh, yeah, but you quantity, I mean? yeah. Right, quantity but he just doesn't is, yeah. need the, like, credit that Drake, Kanye, some of these guys need. He just doesn't feel the need to go oh, yeah. out. And well, plus that the whole Birdman thing and, like, all of his money and all that yeah, stuff. Like, I to, feel like he, he matured in a different way after yeah. all of that where he's like, what am I doing all this for? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. he's like, wait a minute, if I do one tour, I'll make as much money as I made. This whole time under this other dude. Yeah. All right, one more tour. (laughs) Like like I did this for ten years and was cool with the money I was making. Now I can make that this summer. Yeah. (laughs) And it might just be like because my ear isn't used to the like production of music, his older music. But I am like Carter Five and Funeral are just as good a project as his other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're better to me, but I like understand that there's just a different thing going on yeah but i think that happens a lot with artists where like people think that their best work is when they're the most popular and i'm like jay-z <laughs> and lil wayne are both still getting better in my mind like you know what i mean like the blueprint is good but i feel like 444 was like 
different yeah. level. Like, I feel like people appreciate certain like eras, and they're like, "Oh, that's the like this classic sound or whatever," yeah. and they try to like measure other stuff up to it. But it's like I saw Nas like right before the pandemic live. Uh-huh. That was you couldn't say that he wasn't still in his prime. Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? To be like, this guy lost it, he's fucking out of steam yeah. or whatever. Because he did a mix of like not only like the hits and everything, but new shit. And I've seen 50 Cent live before. Yeah. That fool's garbage. Like, as a live performer, yeah. trash. And, uh, like, as a personality, one of my favorite celebrities. Yeah. As a, a rapper, like, in, on CDs and shit, he does great, right? Right. And I love how he could, like, dog anybody on the internet, say whatever the fuck he wants, and, like, no one's going to do anything about it. I love that, and, like, his persona. If yeah. I went to a 50 Cent concert, I'm like, this sounds fucking nothing like your regular music. Like, yeah, he used a lot on his voice. Between like auto tune and whatever, well, you know, to make it sound way different. To you know? get that way, where there's po- comedians who are like their podcasts, and then like, like I am like, in I think about comedy enough to realize that like if I go to their show, it's gonna be more like a stand up. So I'll watch their stand up yeah. before I buy a ticket. But like, I think there's gonna be a little bit of that happening where people will like comedians' podcasts go to the show and be like, oh, it's a little different. I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not what I thought. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that, that's not only just like the effects and the voice thing, but also people's personality is so much different in oh, like yeah. their act than yeah. what it is. Like, I know like a, a few comedians I could think of off the top of my head where they're a completely different person in like a yeah. sit down situation than when they're on stage, you know, like Tanya is definitely like that. For where sure. she's like a, a persona, like Casey Rockets, like that. You know, I don't know if yeah. you have ever seen him on podcasts before or not. No, hilarious, no. hilarious. Like, don't get me right, wrong, but, but he's not running that. around the yeah. studio. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That would be yeah. fucking wild. <laughs> like, I feel like Tom Segura is probably the closest. Yeah. To like yeah. the same, it's the same vibe. Because he has mean? like an attitude about him where like he yeah. makes similar jokes in the podcast that he does in his stand-up, where it's yeah. like, you can tell he has, like, an overall sense of being annoyed by everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I guess Bill Burr is kind of the same way in interviews as he is oh, on yeah. stage. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, it's like, well, that's always an interesting thing, too, where, like, some comedians, their style is an attitude towards the world. Yeah. You know what I like mean? Like Tim Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I guess all of them are kind of that. But then some of them, it's a little bit more round of a, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, some of them I, I could see more, like, even like Mulaney, I don't think it's like an attitude towards right. the world. More as like a, I'm going to comment on this world I'm in. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and like, like this give one. you my experience. Like, how, if I was going to play, yeah. like, so the one of my favorite things about Mulaney is, like, if you're going to hear a story from Bert, right. it's going to be a funny story, and you're going to get... <clears throat> the details that you need and then he's gonna super punch up any of the funny parts right. into hilarious jokes right yeah Mulaney he's gonna tell you a story so that you'll experience it how he's experiencing it in his mind like running back through it yes he adds a tone on it that's yeah. like this is the overall vibe of the place we were at the music the yeah. atmosphere the you know like yeah well and this new one is about him in his like drug addict junkie days so 
the judgment he's casting the whole time is on himself. I can't it's wait wild. to see that shit, dude. It's, Especially because he so, was like never really talked about anything like that in his material. Dude, you know, one of I mean? the things he opens with is, uh, "I got a little bit different persona to me now. I didn't. I'm not gonna. I, when I was younger, I used to come out and I'd like yeah da da da, and I'd like just run all over the stage. And I wonder what that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> it's Hell like, yeah! I don't know. It's so funny to me too because like when you think about his fan base. They all like bought into that he was like this like straight edge, yeah. happy dude, and it's like well no that was fueled by his drugs like yeah. that was like so it's he's a really inter- he sits really interesting in culture I feel like yeah I mean I saw podcast with uh, Jim Gaffigan before mm-hmm. where he was like smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and shit I'm like. Oh, this yeah. is out of character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, like, swearing and, like, talking about, like, stories that don't have Hot Pockets or kids in them. You know, yeah. like, what the fuck's going on here, you know? Yeah. But it's because he's not, you only see him as his act. He's not in shows. He's not yeah. in podcasts. He's not, you know what I mean? So all the, like, persona that you get of Gaffigan is I'm this squeaky, buttoned-up guy, you know? And I feel a, like Mulaney was a lot like that, too. Yeah, he had a... Gaffigan had a sitcom for a while, and it, I remember thinking it was, like, Louis, but boring. <laughs> like, because he was trying to do the stand-up persona. And uh, I don't even know if there's a recording, to be honest with you. Oh, it's not supposed to be. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, it records through there. I see. But I had just glanced up there and was like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is, like, mostly a beard shot. Oh, right on. Most of the time, you I guys just see the beard. Like, uh. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're just doing this for fun. <laughs> I have done a few of those where, uh, like, something was fucked up, so it didn't record. Oh. And then I did two of them like that with Ian, and he's like, you can just say you want to hang out with me. Because <laughs> 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 it was like... Two different times, I was like, bro, it didn't work. Yeah. Like, can you come over and do it again? He's like, yeah, for sure. And then we come over and hang out and shit. Yeah. And then the, I hit him up. I'm like, it didn't work. He's like, you can just say you want to. <laughs> yeah. It was shitty, too, because the second time, <clears throat> Josh Price, like, dropped in, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, like, texted, like, when we were on the podcast. He's like, hey, can I fucking drop in? I'm like, sure. And then he, like, shows up. And we, like, do another half hour. And then none of it's recorded. I mean, we got a silent video of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to get that way with my pod where I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know that I want it to be just like random conversation. Yeah. And I end up just like pushing people in directions where they're like, what do you want from me right now? Like, <laughs> what do you know. want from me? It's mostly See, just my what podcast I feel like talking pretty about. random conversations. Yeah. But then I did yours the other day and I just listened to it, the one with uh, LJ. Me, you, it's Jack is Smart. Listeners, yeah. go check out Jack is Smart. But uh, I forgot, like, I, I remember thinking uh, after we did the podcast, like the day after or something, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. That seemed like a fucking pretty fun conversation, and we kind of, like, got a little energized and stuff. I forgot at the beginning of that you were like, all right, so today's agenda, we're going to oh, talk yeah. about Jack's health. <laughs> I'm like, what? I w- at no point do we talk about your health. I I always like have a list just in case it gets like uh, and then like I it did that right away. So <laughs> in I was case like, it gets stale. I was like, oh uh, okay, but 
I and then it is just like generally what I think the idea is right now is kind of like Bill Burr's Monday Morning or kind of like LJ's podcast. Yeah. Just kind of like what I'm going through rambly and then I'll have guests on but still I want to keep the like tip of the ship pointed that way. Yeah. But it's like what you're going through at that point. Yeah. It's easier to on one on one than with a few guests to steer shit in a direction. Yeah. Because like Tyson I've done two episodes with him and he's really good at like Okay, yeah, I kind of think that way about this. Like, and it's like, mm-hmm. it works really well, but... Yeah, he'll I, break down a subject and go, like, real in-depth in it. And yeah, yeah, and it's, it is tricky, too, because, like, the way that that <laughs> plays out sometimes on my pod, I end up asking, like, way too big of questions of people, where, like, <laughs> it becomes an interview, but I ask questions, like, is... I, I asked LJ at one point on the last episode, is attachment good? <laughs> Which is like a question for God. Thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do I expect out of my guests there? But yeah. it's a philosopher. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I maybe I'll just write a bunch of big questions like that, and then just dude. There's a danger to just doing it completely free form, where we like mm-hmm. talk for a minute, like, "Hey, how was your day?" and shit, and then we just like start recording. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I do here. Yeah. There's a big danger in that because I've had people come on here and then five minutes in they're like, "Do you hear about that little kid that was yeah. like they peeled him with a potato peeler?" And then I'm like, "You think fucking anyone wants to hear about this? You're yeah. a kook. Like, what do you? Or even you know? like, I'll do that where I'm like, I don't, why am I talking about this? What's going? on? I don't want to be talking about this. Oh yeah. Do, like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. There's a big danger, and there's been a couple podcasts. Uh, alcohol is usually involved in that where guests will get a little bit drunk and then they'll start saying wild shit about other comedians and shit. I'm like, all right, dude, like, we're on a show. Remember that. (laughs) Like, they're probably going to see this. And if they don't, like, someone... And I don't know how big your audience is, but I'm like, you're basically just saying it to all the comics. Like... Because even if, like, someone doesn't see it, like, I don't think all the comics watch my show, but they will definitely be like, hey, did you... Whoever did see it will be like, hey, did you see this on fucking... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people have done that to me on other podcasts and boys who are like, oh, did you see this? Person said this or whatever. I'm like... Yeah. No, I'll check it out though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I have, I, I haven't had that yet where I'm like listening to something and I'm like, are they talking about me in a negative way? But I do have like, oh, they like the thing, and that's like yeah. super fun. But I'm always like, one of these days it's gonna be like, and I didn't like his attitude, and I'm like, oh, well, er- everyone has haters. But yeah, I feel like you're a pretty likable guy, and you don't ever really like cause like beef with people stay you know? out of the way like, and you can always kind of tell on people's personality styles of that and yeah. then that's also like the same people who are never getting like wrapped up in like all the drama that's always going on in the <laughs> yeah. scene you know like, Miles Matthews one time somebody was like trying to get him into drama kind of mm-hmm. and he was like I, I just do comedy <laughs> and I was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah cause someone was like did you hear what they were saying and then he was like I just, like, uh, sign up for the open mics and do the shows that I get to perform. Like, it's so, I don't know. It's a tricky thing because, like, it's fun to, like, make a community of it. But it's also, like, we're pretty different people. Yeah. Like, we share this one thing, but personality-wise, it's not a guaranteed, like, you know what I mean? There's a huge mashup of personalities Mm -hmm. in the comedy scene. 
And I feel like uh, that's why when people like talk about, oh, like uh, Boise comedy is clicky and there's like all these little clicks or whatever, it's like everything is that, you know? Like you, yeah. you just hang out with people you like, and if you don't like somebody, like why would you hang out with them? It's just going to yeah. be weird for both of you. That's, that's <laughs> you know a lady I mean? joke, like, too, about having, like, go into an assembly and be, like, about, like, the dangers of cliques. And he's like, oh, you mean, like, having friends? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the dangers of having friends? Yeah, like, and you're like, what's a clique? And yeah, I'm doing the bit. And he's like, a clique is when a group of people hang out and talk bad about other people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what, it's like having friends? Like... But also, I don't know, there's a weird, like, I was this way going to, like, a small high school where I was like, I don't want to be too associated with anyone. I'm yeah. Gonna, like, kind of, because you also want to be, like, recognized as an individually. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be true. like, that camp does jokes about this. and You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I want to be, like, able to be judged as just me, too. Like Yeah, I got a lot of I mean? respect for that, because it's hard to do. I'm always trying to do that, be like the person who can like blend in and out of groups but still be seen as an individual yeah because it's hard to do because it's easy to just be like oh yeah these are my friends this is who i hang out with associate with but i've seen that backfire even just like pretty recently not to name any names or anything like that but somebody was like involved in different drama around the comedy thing and then somebody else is like but we're like different people they're like you're not I'm like, oh damn! <laughs> I guess that's yeah. what happens when you do everything together, you know? Yeah. But. Well, and yeah, then you gotta like defend everything they did. You're like, no, it's yeah, oh, dude. I okay, I've watched. It's like when you have a little brother who's like always getting in trouble. You're like, yeah. I didn't fucking do anything. And you're like, yeah, like, why do I always have to don't fight these fuck kids? With him, but know? also, he's a fucking <laughs> idiot, and I don't give a. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I care about him. he's my brother, but like this is the third time I got my ass whooped because of him yeah. this week. Like, that's another okay. I'm gonna reference the Mulaney special because I've watched it twice in the last like twelve hours or something. Oh, that's from the new special. No, the click thing is from an older one. Oh, okay. But uh, in this one, at one point, he goes, he he talks about Pete Davidson changes his number a lot. Yeah. And he goes, and I don't know why. That's his journey. Like <laughs> he's like, I'm not fucking here to. It was a weird because he got a laugh off of being like, and I'm not gonna have a judgment about that. Like, yeah. which is kind of like in my mind was the anti-joke. So it like, is, oh, exactly, yeah. That's a cool like, way to get a laugh. It would be like, and I am not going to say shit about that because yeah. what the fuck do I know? Well, and then like, it leaves room for the audience to like make assumptions about what joke he's alluding to that yeah, he yeah. should have made there. You know, because there's a million obvious jokes to make about that. And he goes, and I'm just going to leave that up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, because everyone leaned forward and he's like, he's going to say some shit about Ariana Grande or Kim yeah, Kardashian. Yeah. Like, Something I was wild. like ready for it. I was like, oh, here we go. And he was like, and that is his best. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah. That's another thing that I've noticed a lot more as I'm like getting more experience in doing comedy is that you're completely in control of the not just like the tone of it but the direction too and the misdirect is like one of the most powerful tools a comic can use Mm -hmm. so he's using that in a sense where he's not even using it to get to a joke he's using it to get away from a joke but just that act of misdirection where he's led you on this journey to where you're like right here's the joke and then he goes and I'm not going to say anything about that. Yeah. And it's still funny because he just used that misdirect tool, you know. Chappigan, and I think Chappelle did it on SNL later, 
weird that I referenced Gafkin and the same SNL monologue twice. But uh, I think I brought up Gafkin to begin with. Just oh yeah, yeah. F- to make you feel better about. Okay, but Gafkin had a joke where it seems like he's about to do a Jewish joke, and he goes, "But I work in Hollywood, so forget it." And like, <laughs> he did that like a year or two ago. Yeah. On like his like. I saw him when he came to Boise um, over a year ago, mm. and then I was like, oh shit, Gavigan went hard in the paint right there. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that joke has been made since Kanye, like, a thousand times, but Oh, yeah, in a thousand different it. ways, but... Yeah. Yeah, he was, he, and he got it in under the radar, too, where, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's, like, an hour into his, like, special, but, like, I do wonder... Uh, yeah, I guess he does, for sure. It feels like there's weird like comedians that are still touring on um, 2009 fans yeah like nothing against it but it's like who is buying tickets to a stand-up show but also hasn't found a new favorite comic in 10 years <laughs> like you know what i mean like i don't know some people maybe appreciate the classics like if you think yeah. about it, like dice clay selling out still oh wow and he's like a 90s comic you know like yeah. or at least his heyday you know yeah and it's also weird because there's definitely, like, trendy comics, but there's not, like, I don't know, like, pop music, there's, like, sounds, like, you can, like, yeah. I, you can play a song, and, well, that's from 2005 to 2010. Oh, yeah. I can tell. Uh, and you can, uh, especially in hip-hop, you can be like, and from this yeah. region, you know, I don't like, know that's 2005 Southern, yeah. you know, like, oh, this is the Bay. Right, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> really regional. You could, like, pinpoint, like, within. I do within. think kind of regional. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, like over tr- seeing Treefort comics, I remember being like, "Oh, there's a lot of different ways to write jokes," mm-hmm. and I'm kind of stuck in whatever Boise comics are doing. But there's, and I'd be interested to know, like, if anyone has like really studied like what a West Coast joke is. Well, I know sure there's been San a little Francisco, of that Portland. as far as like uh, like New York comics. They definitely have like their own unique style. Yeah. And there's been a lot of documentaries on that kind of thing, okay. like how that style developed and stuff. Right. And then the same thing, I'm sure, with like West Coast. But yeah. And also it's weird because I think the size of the scene kind of, like I have like, like we, like just having three minutes every Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And three minutes generally is like what I expect when I walk into a mic. If I get more, that's better. Yeah. But like, I start to notice my bits are about three minutes. Not yeah. on purpose, not on accident, but like. Because that's your, you know, I like, like, oh, I gotta be down here. Subconsciously, like, cap myself at that. Where well, I'm and like, sometimes they're longer. But yeah. you're shaving them to get in that three minutes, and then you stop doing the other stuff that you've been shaving. Yeah, because you're used to practicing the yeah. fucking three well, minute yeah, version. That's, that's <laughs> like, the that's tricky thing to too. Is like I remember <clears throat> when I first, like the first couple months of comedy, I realized how much better I do if I just trimmed everything. Yeah, and now I'm at a stage where I'm like, I could trim till the cows come home, but then I just have less material. You know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah. I can always rinse the laugh in my brain yeah. to like to where like I honestly think I know what my best joke is all the time. Yeah. Like I like it changes a lot, but I can usually I could probably rank order the laughs in my set. I feel like I can too. Yeah. So then it's Or like, at least where you know what your strongest bits are. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, this one dude, like sometimes they laugh, sometimes it's like goes over all right. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, this one smashes every time. And then yeah. you have that one bit that you're like, this one's always the highlight of the set in any set. 
Yeah. So I got to place it accordingly. You know what I mean? Right. If I bust that puppy off too soon, I got nothing. If I wait till the very end, these guys are like, oh, he's not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, lately I've been having some, this is going to, this sounds uh, like talking, but I've had some, a lot go better than I'm used to. Yeah. And then I'm like, kind of standing on stage like, what the fuck was that, guys? Like, that was a little weird on your part. Like, <laughs> I know what, what is, this is. What, are you fucking giving me free laughs here? Yeah, like, like <laughs> Hell yeah. No, that's good, though, and I feel like the more you get uncomfortable with doing like extraordinarily well versus mm-hmm. uncomfortable with bombing or like being afraid of bombing is the more we get to that golden area where right. you're able to turn out new premises into jokes at like a good rate right and not be like afraid to try new shit because you don't want it to bomb or yeah. you know well, and, like there's a cool like i'm early enough that like my worst material was my best material a year ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. like a growing of like I know exactly what you the mean. things that I'm like, oh, that was a bit more than I expected, will maybe one day be like, that's not, that didn't do well. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, sw- I use like different note apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, when I stop doing bits, I don't transfer them over to this main one that I use yeah. that also like calculates all my time and stuff like that. Yeah. And I have like a collection of jokes and it's like, 48 minutes is the time that the app is seeing that like all that collection of writing is uh-huh. but i don't put in any of my seasonal bits you know like a halloween yeah. joke or whatever because i can't just bust that out anytime i want right. and then also if i outgrow a bit or i think it's like not funny anymore that's not going into this one yeah but i have equal of that in these other apps where i'm like oh that used to be my 15 minutes and i don't tell any of those yeah yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. It's not like I think I'm going to either. Because yeah. some shit, you're just like, "What were you doing, dude?" I used to have a three minutes about the gas station, and it was like, "Wrote two topics, dude. Road construction, the gas station." <laughs> yeah, but like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, no, I bet you. Oh, this road construction. You know what I mean? Like, well, I have, a, hot I take, have notes bro. that have like, gas station on my set list too, and I kind of remember that bit, but I was like. I wonder if that's what if that's like a uh, like a not Mandela effect but like similar where like every open mic comic in America has a gas station bit they're like I, I don't know so. I think so something funny about gas stations like, I remember when I was writing it it was because there's a lot of gas station bits going around yeah. and a lot of people worked at the gas station and oh, that were yeah. comics and I came up with a joke based on that where I like mm-hmm. I forget the first part of it was like some gas station joke and I was like and I know because most of these guys work at the gas station. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, I need that to, like, make my gas station bit now. I got to, yeah. like, bring this into it. And then I remember at some point just being like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this gas station material? Like, no one gives yeah. a shit about this. Like, God. Gas stations are fun, though, because it's like people are doing their vice. People are getting, like, amped up for their job or whatever. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on, and everyone's trying to act casual. Oh, yeah. But everyone's, like, under some stress or, like... Well, you're always... In their weird, like... My thing was, like, you're never, like, all right, I'm planning on making a trip to the gas station. It's like you're already doing something else every yeah. time, and you just, like, have to go to the gas station, like, <laughs> as a, on the way to something else. Yeah. The gas station's never the thing that you're doing. Yeah. You just get roped into being there, you know? Yeah, that's, uh... 
Like, CVS's slogan should be, sometimes you gotta come in here. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to come in here. Yeah. Man. Did, did you ever watch Louie? Yeah. Yeah. That's I wish it was on streaming services instead of just on his website. Oh, yeah. So I think you could, I like, still it. watch it. Because there's a lot of old comedy shows that I, like, grew up watching a lot. Or would, like, binge watch at night. Whenever. I feel like those, like comedians making sitcoms about their life like kind of Seinfeld I think was the mm. first I don't know but yeah I think I, that's the first one yeah I think those help me understand how to write comedy more especially yeah. like Gerard Carmichael has Carmichael show and I fa- I watched Carmichael show after watching all of his specials like multiple times uh-huh. and I realized that like oh the, like the it's the same jokes in different mm. formats, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's kind of like razzle dazzle. I know we had this conversation before mm. that a lot of those jokes are in the podcast that Bert does, right? But it's a different form, you know, because he's not obviously yeah. not doing stand up on the podcast. But you can be yeah. like, oh yeah, I heard that story. You're like, yeah. I remember this premise, or you know, eight months ago when you were talking about this, and, then and a like, lot of stuff. It's cool now to your special. He doesn't even like. I, well, like, I don't, might get it. Like, I've heard him say that, like, I didn't even think it was a bit till I said it yeah. on a pod. And that's why I kind of started pod- doing a podcast, because I was like, I need, like, a micro-creative week-to-week, so I kind of know what direction my brain is going, because I also want a more coherent, you know, headlining set or something one day, you know? Yeah. But... Well, and I feel like the... It's just a good creative outlet, too. Like For sure. The one thing that I know <clears throat> helps me that for sure helps you, because mm-hmm. I've seen you build bits this way before, mm-hmm. is conversation with other comedians. Whether it's yeah. at a, our fucking comedy game night thing, or just like talking right before a set, or right after a set, or before the mics, or before a show, and kind of breaking down a conversation where you have an idea of what you right. want to be funny. Hey, dude, what's funny about Arby's? Yeah. What's funny about fucking Dutch Bros or whatever? And then we start kicking shit back and forth, and yeah. it fuels your creative side to be like, oh, yeah, and this, and this, yeah. and that, and then put something together. So the podcast, I feel like, is an excuse for that. Like, yeah. I, Ian and made that joke about, like, you could just say you want to hang out with me. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, it's that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have to have someone on the show, sure, because yeah. solo episodes fucking suck. Sorry for everyone who loved that solo episode. <laughs> but <laughs> having another comedian to bounce shit off of right. and talk to and, like, sh- shoot the shit with and joke about stuff yeah. brews a different part of the creativity. So it helps yeah. you not just with, like, writing, but working out bits that you're, like, kind of halfway there. Like, last yeah. night I tried to joke out on you and somebody else. I for- I think Ian. I forget who, though. It was, like, you and somebody else. Uh-huh. Just, like, a... Oh hey, I fucking wrote this joke, but I forgot to tell it when I was just on stage, you know. Yeah. And then like, if I can get any reaction from you guys that's involuntary, and I could tell that it's involuntary, then I'm like, all yeah. right, there's something there. Because yeah. comedians would just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like if there's yeah. nothing there, but if I, you're like, oh, okay, I see what you got, then you're like, yeah. all right, I see. Yeah, and like, a lot of times, like, there's a lot of stuff that like, I have punchlines that I say, and I go, that was so-and-so's reaction when I told them about this premise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like they'll, like, write the second half of me too about it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I'm well, like, it's the closest thing to an audience you can get. Yeah. The audience is so crucial in stand-up 
that if you don't have an audience, the closest thing you can get is running that shit through your friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, can I get some pops in this conversation with this idea? Then there's something with it. You know what I mean? There's like a weird, you have to like be, because I think, com- like I felt this way too, and comics are really like, hey, don't run a, run like a pretty well worked out bit by me in conversation <laughs> without get addressing mad. it Some that way. Get mad without going, it. hey, let me run it. So if you just like go like, gas stations, huh? Like, <laughs> I was at a, sorry, just I'm late, just came story. from the gas station. Yeah. And I do that too. But it's like you got. It's got to be. It can't be a good bit yet. It has to yeah, be like. It's got to be the bones. It can't. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. Fucking... You can't. You can't have like a act out or nothing. <laughs> you can't. Oh yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever uh, been doing that like a bit in conversation to somebody and they go, "I heard this." No. <laughs> that shit happened to me, bro. Like it's they a, heard it on stage. From me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was like funny. A couple. I haven't seen them in a little bit, but they used to go to, like, a lot of the shows and, mm-hmm. like, all the open mics and shit. They didn't do comedy. They are just big fans. Yeah. <laughs> the lady was talking to me after the show, the guy's wife or whatever, and uh, it was when I used to do a lot of beard jokes, which yeah. also I never do anymore, too. It's, like, one of my earlier things I used yeah. to do. And they said something about, like, uh, get something getting stuck in my beard, and I start going into this whole bit that I have about that, and she goes... I know, I come to the shows, like, I know what you're going to say next. Like, cut off the very end punch, too. And I'm like, fuck me, right? <laughs> like, what was I thinking here? That is, uh, oh, man. I have such a reference to stand-up bits, too. Like, so we're, like, all the time in conversation, people will just bump into, like, something that I go, Mulaney's bit. (laughs) They're just like, whoa, this is the most charismatic person in the world. I was like, no, I just have a library. catalog of all these people's ideas that have, like, picked through this shit. And it's funny because when I'm with comics, I feel the need to, like, source it. Oh, yeah. Chappelle said that three, ten years ago. Yeah. (laughs) There's a different level to it. Like, you could just do movie quotes and, like, kill with your friends, you know? But then when you're, like, smoking with comedians or like at the fucking after the show thing or whatever and then you want to say the movie line or the quote from a special or something but you have to preface it <laughs> like in your own head you're like oh yeah yeah you guys remember on friday when <laughs> yeah yeah that is I'm, I'm always surprised how often i'm in conversation with people outside of comedy and then i'm like oh boise comic has a thing for this like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because then i'm always trying to remember which famous comic it is i'm like oh no that's just the homie like <laughs> yeah that's happened to me a few times too which is kind of cool because you're mm-hmm. like oh that's like a bit that resonates enough with me that i put it in right. my catalog with mulaney yeah it's just this dude that fucking does three nights a week in boise <laughs> you know yeah or like if you ever like uh, I forget which one it was. I had a premise that was similar to like something I saw like a really good comic do and I was like, all right, yeah, like okay, like yeah, you're like we, oh, at least I'm working the right direction. I, it wasn't as well written, but we had I had the same instinct when like the topic came up. I, like I still have the like there, there's something funny there. Yeah, he found it because he's the fucking man. But I was like, okay, yeah. yeah I had a joke like I don't know six months into doing comedy. That pretty much word for word, like a famous comedian did on a like a mini special, like one mm. of those fucking 
Like YouTube. It was like Netflix is a joke where there's oh, like yeah. five people or six people or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, at first I was like, what the fuck, you know? And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, that's theirs for sure. They did it better than me. They're obviously better than me. Yeah. I'm like, but I get a little pat on the back because at least my head was in the same space as this person that I, like, idolize, you know? Yeah. I have a hard time watching too many, like, TikTok stand-up clips where then it feels like I'm only referencing funny bits I've seen. I can't produce. Yeah, you can't I mean? come up with a new take on it. Or, like, I had, uh, I wanted to write a joke about, um, how, like, dudes never really give up. Like, I'm, I'm reaching the age where professional athletes are my age. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize, like, oh, that's not going to happen for me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I like I th- that that realization didn't happen when I stopped trying out for the teams. Yeah, it happened when I was just like, "Oh, I'm here and they're there." <laughs> like, yeah, it sinks in when they're playing NCAA ball, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I would have to be doing that right now for this to ever work I out have, for like, me." The vision of <laughs> the road has already forked. I've had a vision where I live like so many lives to where like I'll have thoughts about like, well, when I'm in Major League Baseball, I'll wear my gloves like this. <laughs> it's like you're not gonna like yeah. you, you haven't swung a bat since you were eight. Like what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like oh yeah, I have so much like uh, when I do it, like everything I see, I think about how I would do it, but it's not registering as would. It's like when I do do that. It's yeah, like, you're like you when I get to the hit. windsurfing portion of my life, you're like, right? You we kind of talked windsurf, about this, dude. Like, yeah, we kind of <laughs> talked about this on my podcast with like golf, which I, I do think I will actually have a golfing phase at some point in my life. But there's kind of that attitude to everything that I'm slightly interested in. Like well, when I am like not just attempting it, like really good at that. Like, yeah, you know. well, but I think that's another thing me and you have in common where when you. Like, you're not like, oh, maybe I'll try golf. I'm going to the driving range a couple times. Mm-hmm. We'll see where this goes. It's more like you know certain things that will pique your interest and, like, pull you in. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of map out, like, a deep dive on anything that you're into, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I got really into tattooing, and I knew that, like, when I was first, like, planning on getting into it, I was like, all right, I got to make sure that I get, like, all the right equipment I'm going to get all the right stuff, start tattooing, <laughs> like yeah. set up like a two-year, like this is my new hobby <laughs> thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Instead of just like, hey, maybe I'll go get a tattoo. Yeah. It was like the, when I got a tattoo, I also was like, and I'm going to start becoming a tattoo artist for this yeah. little two-year like period in. where I deep dive into like, this is the coolest shit in my life right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I kind of cringe sometimes, but I also, like, I'm, like, not ashamed of it because I kind of just know that's my personality. But I was, like, the comic who, like, first opened my gap tours. I was, like, putting comedian in my bio, <laughs> picture of me with a microphone. But oh, I was, yeah. like, I fucking knew that it was going to be a thing for that me. you're going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, didn't, it doesn't take long for me to be, like, oh, I'll be back. Like, yeah. it's a... Uh, I feel like it wasn't that long into me doing comedy that I started doing that shit, too. Like, it was, definitely wasn't immediate, but it was uh-huh. pretty, it was like, 
Well, I got my first show a month into doing stand-up, my first oh, yeah. road show. And so uh, bef- definitely before that, I fucking started doing yeah. some, like, hey, I'm a comedian now, shit. Well, and I <laughs> had the weird, like, I moved for college, and I the next night I did it for the first time. So I was like, well, this is at least a, a consistent thing in this new place. So I yeah, was, like, that's cool. super yeah. consistent. <laughs> like, I was like, I went, I did, I, I started on a Thursday, then I went up twice on a Saturday and once on Monday, and it was like, like I just like got locked Kept into doing it that every because week. I it was like had nowhere else to be, kind of like you know what I mean. Well, and you get like super addicted to it fast yeah. if it's like something you're already into. I feel like yeah, and if you don't bomb too hard like in the beginning, yeah. Because like I I definitely did that same thing too. Where like the first time I tried it was on a Saturday. Was when we used to have the two Saturday mics. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I just knew there was this one. I went to it, tried it. I'd been to it once before to watch people perform, mm-hmm. just to see like, hey, am I gonna do this? Then I did it, and they're like, you gotta do this other one that we have right after this. It's downtown. It's fucking yeah, yeah. bigger crowd, everything. And I went and did that, did better, and was like, all right, I'm wins the rest of these. Let me fucking <laughs> fill out the schedule. I was doing like yeah. four times a week, like from then on. Yeah, it's always interesting, too, because I'm always like, how would it have played out if I had done really bad my first night? You know what I mean? Because I did good enough to be like, okay. I got something here. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I didn't do well for a while. Like, I started better, got, and then, like, obviously, like, and then, like, Thursday's, like, a great night to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was, like, trying to get back to that that kept me in it for so long. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah, I feel I feel like I did good my first night. Like, yeah. first of all, as craft brewers, so it wasn't like crazy expectations. Even though I knew nothing about nothing at the time, like mm. I could tell I was doing marginally well in comparison to what else was going on in the room. Yeah. Now I know a lot of that was probably because they never heard my jokes and it was just comedians in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And comedians are always like, "Oh, there's a new guy. Let's see this." You know? Like, yeah. Well, and then they used to do that contest thing where, like, whoever did yeah. good at the Saturday open mic, you'd, like, do a, a joke off for the bucket money. Right. I got on that my first night doing comedy. Yeah. So I had, like, this thing built up in me where I was like, yeah, dude, fucking, this guy said he's been doing this every night. I mean, I just tried this, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Where I, like, thought I was, like, pretty good. Uh-huh. And then I started doing it consistently, and I was like, all right, dude, like, you're not, like, anything mm-hmm. great. <laughs> you're yeah. not the bottom because I wasn't like consistently bombing after that after that first right. night where I did good I wasn't like consistently bombing so I knew I wasn't like an unfunny person like there's some people I was seeing yeah. even in the beginning consistently doing bad but I also wasn't consistently considering myself as like one of those people that you look at the list and you go these ones are going to go well right? you know like without looking at the crowd and you know, yeah. these are the ones that always do well I didn't consider myself that at all in the beginning, but I also didn't consider myself a, this is the guaranteed who's going to do bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, I feel like, the only thing that kept me going is knowing, like, hey, dude, like, I, this could be going way worse for me. <laughs> you know, like, there's yeah. some people I've uh, seen in the beginning early on open micing that I was like, I don't know how you're pulling through this and you're telling me how long you've been doing this. Oh, yeah. I think and then I now pretty... I'm more inspired by whoever's doing it the best, as opposed oh, to like yeah. just like keeping it in my head that I'm not the worst. Now yeah. I'm like, who's got this to a different level than everyone else, and that's yeah. what's inspiring me. You know, I feel like I had a rough 
watch like the le- first like two weeks to the month or two that I started, but it was like, in a way that like I was like I understood I I don't know that I, I don't think I, I understood I had the idea that like if I take risks material wise I can find the boundaries fast like mm. it's like you know like walking into a dark room and be like all right there's the counter and the, you know what I mean yeah like where I was mapping just, like, it out quicker than trying like crazy offensive shit I feel like and but like. Uh finding those boundaries and now you know what I mean and so like bringing it in a little bit yeah to where like comics have talked to me about it before we're like hey we had we were like should we let him keep signing up like I was Damn. wild boy <laughs> wild and like that those bombs hurt more cause you're just like risking more and people don't think you're not funny they're like you're a piece of shit yeah, like it's like a like, moral why would you thing. joke about that yeah yeah see that's one thing too is like i do a lot of like crazy subject matter and shit like yeah. i just did that two minute tuesday thing mm-hmm. and leslie uh messaged me today and was like hey i'm putting your video up but i had to use a different caption thing because you said like sex trafficking pedophilia rape the f word like goes on this long yeah. thing and she's like if i put that in the captions they're never you're never gonna get views on your video and i was like all right like thanks i appreciate it you know like i'm not really a tiktok crowd type yeah. of guy. like i was just i forget even what i said because i knew it was gonna be burned yeah. on tiktoks i did a lot of jokes about tiktok i feel like but I forget exactly what I said. Then when she sent yeah. me that message, though, I, I wasn't like, there's no way it's that blue. I was like, no, it's well, probably TikTok, fucking rough, you know? Like, TikTok I'm always weird, doing rough like, shit. Like, where they're, like, trying to detect <laughs> words to where, like, you have people doing shit that feels almost more offensive where they're, like, using the word grape instead of rape. Where you're like, yeah, what yeah. the, f- who, Well, because the word winning? looks for it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But it, like, just makes it worse. Because you're like, this is, like, cartoony now. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I, do, I do that uh, on my clips because you'll lose views mm-hmm. from the algorithm if it has, like, trigger words in there, right? right? So I just did a clip today from the podcast mm-hmm. where I think, forget the subject matter, anyway. I replaced the word, like, dick, penis, cock, right. all those words with the eggplant emoji yeah. throughout the captions. But then when it plays... It just trivializes the conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, he still says my dick, and then it just yeah. shows an eggplant instead of, like, what yeah. he said. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. But it won't tank my views if I do that, you know. Yeah. I don't really get the great thing, but I don't. Right. Sometimes, though, what doesn't make sense to me is, like, I get why they're doing that, because you don't want to promote bad things in the algorithm. But it's not like any of my clips are... Hey, go rape someone. <laughs> you know, like well, it's right. always a commentary about how well, rape is not a good thing. You know, yeah, what I mean? and that's the thing. Like, but TikTok, you can't say the are word. Trying to have serious conversations sometimes, and yeah. they're like verbally, not just in the caption, saying like "rape" in place of "rape," where you're like, "What?" Oh, they say it, huh? Yeah, and that's it's like wild. a serious like, and it's like, what yeah. are we? I don't know. The TikTok's just a wild. I can't keep that one on my phone because I get like sucked in. To, well, like, it takes up a lot of room too. Yeah, and, and it, like, like a regular app like Instagram is like a gig, and TikTok is twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, that's it, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's just because got so much shit in there. You know? at the, as soon as you want them, like yeah, yeah, it's wild. 
Uh, we're fucking well over an hour, though. Right on. Uh, as always, like to give guests the opportunity to like plug anything they got going on. We talked a little about the podcast. Make sure you guys check out Jack yeah. is Smart. Uh, it's on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, follow my Instagram, at jackwheeler.jpeg. Um, but yeah, check out the pod. And I need to... And DM me on Instagram ideas for it. Because it's very loose right now. I'm just recording. I just am, The only thing I'm like sure of is I want to do it once a week. Mm. And then... Yeah, whatever. Just like I, feeling Whatever I feel like creating that week. Yeah, get in there, listen to a couple episodes, and give yeah. the, give the kid some feedback. He's get you're getting in on the ground floor of a great <laughs> endeavor. The only way that you're gonna have any insight on how this podcast goes is if you start listening to it right now and you start telling him, "Hey, dude, I want to hear more about the Roman Empire or whatever weird shit you're into." Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna that's I'm gonna start doing a little bit of a book club. I think we're gonna yeah, have yeah. some time this summer to finally read, and I'm gonna be fucking. But yeah. Have you read Tom Segura's book? No. You want to? I'll give that to you for your birthday. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 I just finished the book, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, it's pretty good too. I feel like you yeah. like it. Uh, yeah, book club's a cool idea. So yeah. There's not really much Roman Empire stuff in there though. Right. Uh, <laughs> dude, Tom's glowing up. I wouldn't be. He's gonna. It's interesting to watch his act. Change like they talked about it on Two Bears this week. His act is changing because he's like thin and like they're wearing yeah. nice clothes now. Oh yeah, I saw that episode. They yeah. shot each other up with testosterone. Yeah, that's true. yeah. I was gonna say, dude. Like right, right after we're done talking, I need you to help me out with something. <laughs> 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 what, what is he called? My gear. <laughs> Keep getting my gear. All right. Uh, so. Check them out, jackwheeler.jpg, Instagram, Jack is smart on the podcast. And also, uh, we got a show coming up together next month. I think it's the 19th, May 19th. The Jake's versus Jackoffs. It'll be me. Also, uh, Jack Wheeler. Also, Jack Turnage. And also, Jake Myers. It's going to be a a Jack versus Jakeoff. If you want to see upcoming shows from me, go to jkmartin.com questions comments or if you'd like to be a guest on the show email me at fridgefriendspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com thanks for tuning in and joining us in the fridge <laughs>